I'm your host, Catherine, and welcome to Ground with Roses. This is the very first episode. I'm so excited to get this started. So the whole point of Crowned with Roses, how I came up with this idea, is that I want every day all these Catholic girls to wake up and crown themselves with roses, just like Our Lady. And whether you do that through prayer or just being mindful of God's presence and the Holy Spirit within us, just the different ways we'll go about it or just listening to this podcast together with other people and talking about, you know, the way God is in our lives and just being mindful of the ways to be good Catholic and Christian people. And I work a lot in social media and different things like that. And I see that people can be such good Christian Catholic people in their life. And then they go on their social media and they make terrible choices. And it's like, no, we need to set a good example all the time. So that is how we'll crown ourselves with roses and just be mindful of that all the time. That we always have to be good Christian people and always setting a good, you know, Christian and Catholic example. So that is the whole idea behind Crowned with Roses. So a big topic that's going on right now, because what I really want to discuss on here is this is a podcast for the modern Catholic woman. So this is to armor yourself about when you meet up with your friends, especially your friends that are not, you know, the best Christians or the best Catholics or maybe just have no direction of any faith at all and you know they're talking about stuff going on and you feel like oh my gosh like I don't know what to say because this is so you know I know that there's just something you know this is just not Christian this is not good this is not me and a big topic everyone's talking about right now is the bachelorette but a lot of people have jumped off the ship because they say it's not the best season a lot of people say it's boring But why I will talk about it still is because I was scrolling through, you know, Google today. I was Googling something about literally something totally unrelated. And of course, The Bachelorette still pops up. And this article by, I think it was Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's by Entertainment Tonight. And it's titled, How Hannah Brown's Season is Changing Sex and Religion on The Bachelorette. And I'm like, how could Hannah Brown and the bachelorette change sex and religion that much like these are things as old as time so I'm reading through and they talk about how there was the teaser since the very beginning of the show about how Hannah says she has had sex and Jesus still loves me and you know I would like to point out there that you know it doesn't get talked about enough and people who do wait to have sex get treated like they're strange because we do live in a world where reality shows like The Bachelor exists and other reality shows. I think there's this other one out there now and I'm not watching it obviously but Kristen Cavallari hosts. Please someone tell me what it is or what it's more about if I'm wrong but um, it's like a uh, the whole point of the show is they like live at a hotel and every night they have to like hook up with each other or they get hooked like they get kicked off the show And so we do live in a world with all this insanity and, you know, you have to realize that that's going on. So, you know, that is the new norm. And because of that, people who want to wait to do, you know, what God asked and save sex as being between one man and one woman for marriage and like that bond um, of becoming one flesh, you know, we get treated as strange. So... Um, But, you know, there is, you know, confession and forgiveness. So if 
Hannah and uh, she is not Catholic but if she you know did have sex before marriage but she was truly sorry went to confession and you know said she was sorry she would be forgiven but you know Jesus would never stop loving you even if you did sin you know no matter what you do Jesus still loves you so she's not wrong in saying that it's just the fact that they are propagating once again that oh well you can have sex before marriage you can do whatever you want you can you know do all the seven deadly sins of gluttony and drinking too much and all this excess and greed and you know and there's no you know there's no not that there necessarily has to be punishment for it there's just no respect to God so it just goes on to talk more and more about her that even though she will say point blank about how in the show she teases about you know um, bungee jumping naked and then she teasing Luke more about how she's having sexual relations with other people in the show she'll still go and pray before heading inside the guys and she says God's always with her at you know the cocktail parties and stuff like that and um Luke is convinced she is with all these other men and you know that's just you know I guess some people think they can have their cake and eat it too I'm not sure I'd love to hear all of your opinions on that but the faith is what really brought Hannah and Luke together and it ends up being what kind of drives them apart because they think they've come together kind of with this Christian bond and it ends up being that what one of them defines as Christian is not what the other of them defines as Christian and that's because Luke feels that Christian Christianity is defined as you know saving yourself from marriage and Hannah feels like well you can't tell me what to do with um, my body and all this stuff and well you know I would just like to say to Hannah that you know it's kind of like well it's kind of what God is telling you what to do with your body so you know I'm not telling you what to do with your body it's not what Luke tells you what to do with your body. It's what God has asked you to do. So, you know, if you're trying to be like, well, you know, you can't tell me what to do and go off and like show people, it's, it's, you're just showing God. It's the only one that, the only relationship that you're hurting is the relationship between you and God and you and your future husband. So I don't understand the rationale. But the article keeps on talking about how they've never really discussed religion before very much on the show, and they've never really discussed waiting for marriage and all those other things. Maybe a couple other contestants have in past seasons waited for marriage, but it's only been like briefly mentioned, and they've never really discussed religion so much on the show as with when Hannah first mentioned it to Colton about that she was upset she didn't wait for her husband because of her religious views and now it's been coming up a lot because of Lou P and Hannah and you know they're saying it's taboo well why is it taboo to talk about religion and talk about God but it's not taboo to show people having sex on camera or in the fantasy suite and all this other stuff and why is that the norm and that's not considered you know, taboo, but talking about God is, and, you know, they're saying it's a big change in how Hannah B's season has changed things, and I'm like, is this necessarily a change for the worst? So, that was what, you know, Chris Harrison was saying, and I know everybody usually 
is very interested to see what Chris Harrison has to say. So that is what he said, and he said a lot of things have changed. So, but it looks like Luke P and Hannah are not going to work out because of this big difference they had regarding the sex before marriage. And what was so interesting was the first time this ever came up with Hannah was when she went on her one-on-one date with Colton, who she felt like she was in love with. And I feel like that's definitely the reason she was picked for The Bachelorette, because she had her heart so broken. And Colton was the first ever virgin on The Bachelor. And, you know, he was very adamant that he was not a virgin because of religious beliefs. He was a virgin because of... He was in a relationship with a girl that had been sexually assaulted, and so it was very difficult to, you know, have a physical relationship with her, and he also, you know, had lack of opportunity, I guess is how he put it, to have girlfriends, and that was kind of his explanation for why he was still a virgin, and, you know, just the fact that people have to have, like, an explanation for why they're virgins, whereas, you know, back when our, you know, grandparents were probably our age, you know, it was just expected you were a virgin until you were married, and now, like, you know, the world has totally flipped, and Colton was very adamant that he was not a virgin because of religious beliefs, and that kind of surprised me because I thought he would have been a virgin because of religious beliefs, and the way he, like, vehemently denied that it was because of religious beliefs was kind of like, oh, you know, I wish he had given a point to waiting for religious beliefs and given a point to, like, you know, waiting because of religious beliefs because people who wait for religious reasons, you know, especially, like, you know, nowadays, we're really, like, put down a lot and treated like, oh, weirdos, and it's really unfortunate. But let's see if the article said anything interesting. I like how they do call it um, waiting for marriage. They call it conservative values. I don't know why it can't just be like the traditional, normal, regular value that people just have. Like, why do they call it conservative, but in this, like, it has, like, this connotative notion of being bad, like, oh, like, oh, it's conservative. Like, when people say pro-life or anything in a certain, oh, it's conservative, like, ooh, it's backwards, and it's bad, and it's old school, and it's, you know, it's not progressive, and it's not healthy, and it's not new, and it's not the new normal. So the word conservative has kind of gotten a really bad connotative notion now to it that is not helpful because there's nothing wrong with being conservative, but someone will be like, oh, they're conservative, and it is not a compliment. They do talk about how sex is a common theme throughout The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and The Bachelor in Paradise, and then religion's not so much, so they do say that in the article and I do think you know Chris Harrison might have said that I'm not sure don't quote me on that but um yeah so they do like say that both topics are taboo yet sex is fine to put on the show garners lots of views great we're gonna keep the sex the religion Ooh, let's get rid of that 
religion is kind of like the word conservative. It has this connotative denotion to it that we want to just, you know, get rid of. And it's really sad. And also what was so interesting is that this is kind of strange to talk about, but then Underwood, Colton Underwood, so after he won The Bachelor, this was right after he won The Bachelor, because I think this was in like like late March or early April, that feels right, Um, he gave an interview talking about how he felt women were unclean or dirty and menstruation was unclean or dirty and you know the underwear you wear during menstruation you should just throw them out every time even if you don't spot in them just throw them out and you should purchase new underwear every single um, month and you know like menstruation was dirty and all this stuff and I'm like I don't know Colton it just kind of sounds like you don't like women and to be blunt it kind of sounds like you don't like vaginas like maybe you were a virgin because you don't want to be around all that I don't you know and it's kind of sad too because then he ended up not continuing on to wait for marriage because after he got with Cassie they had sex I think during the season of The Bachelor. They did not wait until even when he proposed. I can't remember. It's been a while now. But yeah, so they didn't even wait. And Cassie had already been intimate with people. And that was talked about on the show a little bit. So they didn't like decide to wait or anything. But like he said, he wasn't waiting for um, you know, marriage. He was waiting for like the right person or whatever his reasoning was. But then he gives this article, and I'm like, I'm not sure if he just has an issue with women's private parts. I'm not sure. So that was really interesting. But I think in general, I worry about younger girls reading these things on the internet and watching the show, because as... I'm going to be 26, and so I'm going to be closer to 30 now than I am to 20, which, yikes, because I think about on The Bachelor how, like, was it, um, Demi, Demi was so mean to Tracy about how, like, they had the cougar den where all the girls who were, like, closer to 30 hung out uh, together, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to be me in the cougar den, but... I'm like, no, it's okay, I still have a few years, (laughs) but 30 is not even old, but I just think, you know, time goes by so fast, but I just think about younger girls watching this because since I'm older and my friends are obviously older, we are more mature and have experienced life more and have more rationale, so we don't get affected as easily by these shows and, you know, we're not as taken in and, you know disturbed by some of the content and we also don't go out and mimic the behavior and what I mean by that is if you remember Mean Girls when the younger sister Kylie was watching the music videos all day while Regina's mother just wore pink tracksuits and served alcohol to minors 
the younger sister Kylie would watch music videos all day and she would mimic the behavior on TV and when the the show was on TV it was a music video or maybe it was like Girls Gone Wild and they were like lifting up their shirts like to like show off their you know themselves the younger sister was just like pulling up her shirt to like show herself to the TV and that's what I mean about younger people they do what they see on TV and you know when I think about myself I wouldn't obviously copy what I see on TV now because you know I'm older and I've matured and I know who I am as a person but when I think about girls in middle school I'm gosh I hope not younger watching like The Bachelor I just worry that they would see the kind of hookup culture and think that that is the norm and not realize that you should have some modesty and some purity you know like our blessed mother and I hope that all of you girls pray to our blessed mother every day especially if you're not in a committed relationship yet or married for modesty and purity and you know that just makes me sad if people are letting their kids be raised by the TV and I also think that the TV culture not with the hookup culture I mean but reality TV has taught girls to be bad girlfriends and what I mean by that is if you watch sitcoms from the 80s and I don't mean like the mean valley girl type like, oh my gosh, look at her butt. No, not like that. But I mean, if you look at sitcoms from the 80s and how they would structure episodes about people and their friends and maybe they had a falling out, but how it would always come back together at the end, they taught and showed girls and even guys how to be good girlfriends. And when you had shows come out like The Hills, which is a hot topic right now to talk about because The Hills has um, re-emerged. I'm not sure what word to use for that, but it's it's back. The Hills is back. I can't remember what the tagline for the show was, like The Hills are back alive or something. But yeah, The Hills are back. And The Hills and shows like that taught girls how to be bad girlfriends. And so we have a whole generation of girls who think that backstabbing and gossiping and being a bad friend is the norm and that's how we're supposed to treat our girlfriends because that's what we watched on television and so that's what we think we're supposed to do and stealing other people's boyfriends and all this other stuff and you know drama that's like the word of the generation of our generation drama the drama and you know We have a whole generation of women who don't know how to be girlfriends. And I blame the television. And again, I go back to they watch The Bachelor and then they think, you know, this is how I'm supposed to be with men. And then they watch shows like The Hills and they think, oh, that's how I'm supposed to be with my girlfriend. And what we have is a lot of toxicity. And so what I hope you do, especially if you're a Christian and a Catholic woman is that you surround yourself with other good Christian Catholic women who have their priorities right about, you know, God first, you know, faith, family, friends, and, you know, and in that order, because those are the most important things in life. And, you know, you put faith first and God first and you pray every day and you ask him to lead your life. And 
then it will go the way that he wants and you don't fight against the current of where God's taking you and say like oh like I want to be a rock star and live in whatever houses driving 15 cars or however the song goes but like you know the girls come easy and the drugs come cheap I don't I can't remember the lyrics you know what I mean like if that is the life you're aspiring to and you're not aspiring to a life of God like you know, Alice Cooper has this quote about how, you know, it's easy to do drugs and it's easy to trash hotel rooms, but what's really hard is living life as a good Christian. And if you want to surround yourself with people that are good Catholics and good Christians, then you will go much farther in life and you will be a stronger person. Because you know what, it's really hard when you first decide that you want to, you know, especially if you grew up as a Catholic or a Christian, you know, your parents brought you, but when you get to that point in your own life where you're like, I want to commit to this and I want to be a good Christian or a good Catholic for myself, you know, you commit and it is a muscle. It's like anything. It is like muscles you work out at the gym. It is like the muscle, like your singing voice that you need to work on. It's like anything and it is a muscle that you work on. It's your Catholic muscle and you work on and you strengthen that baby every day so that you can be a good follower of Christ and you can be a good disciple and then hopefully you can evangelize and bring other people so that they can lead the good life because otherwise you are not going down God's street. You are paddling against the current going, I don't even know where. So, I mean... I don't want to think about where, but you want to follow God's plan for you. So, but that really is a good Alice Cooper quote about how, you know, it's easy to do drugs. I'm not even sure I'm saying this quote right, so I'm really sorry. I am sorry, Alice Cooper. I mean, I'm sure you're listening to this. So please write in and tell me, you know, complaint corner. <laughs> um, but it's like it's easy to do drugs and it's easy to trash hotel rooms but it's really hard to live life as a good Christian and it is so true because just like with we were talking about with the hills it's easy to be a gossip and it's easy to you know backstab and it's easy you think it's hard to like plot and be nasty and backstab no that's easy that doesn't take a lot of brain power you know what's hard volunteering being nice giving up your time thinking for other people you know it's hard being a mary and a martha (laughs) it's hard being both be a mary and a martha at the same time oh my gosh so I just want you to think about that and I really would also like you to think about like the way in which your generation and the things you were exposed to and how you developed and how you have your relationship with your friends and another thing to think about is just you know if you are waiting for marriage that you don't have to feel like you are a weirdo because this goes back to the media you're not a weirdo there's a lot of people that are virgins and there are a lot of people that are waiting specifically because of religious reasons and hopefully if you're a nice person that's waiting you'll find your significant other and they're a nice person that's waiting too and you should not let the media make you feel like you're a weirdo and the media like tells everyone else oh they're weirdos for waiting and then makes you feel so strange and then they put this like judgment on you well the media is also telling people to act like the girls on the hills and you know 
is also giving all these other terrible messages. So, I mean, it gets down to, do we want to take our advice from, you know, MTV and E, you know, news and all that, or do we want to take our advice from God himself, you know? I mean, I don't think anybody is taking much away from Nicki Minaj's, you know, latest music video, and I definitely don't think Cardi B is giving any better advice, so that's just my take on it. So, you know, it's like they say, like, people are like, I know it's hard because when you're really depressed or you're really feeling down and you're just in your bed, literally sobbing the ugly tears, like, you're having a total girl moment, it's PMS time, you feel ugly, you're playing the comparison game, and you're just like, God, I wish you could come down and just, like, give me a hug, and you're, like, sad because it doesn't work that way, and you're like, God, I just really want some advice because I don't know what to do, and it's like, you just gotta crack open the Bible. The advice really is all there, and it's hard, but, you know, it's all there in the scripture, and the real advice is all there, and you are not gonna find the advice, you know, listening to songs about bloody shoes. No. But it's hard sometimes our relationship with God compared to these other influences with the media because it's so intangible and especially when we feel lonely we turn to things like you know music or television or food or anything that's like a quick fix we even turn to things like you know intimacy with other people because we feel so lonely or we feel so sad and it's hard to just relate relay on that relationship with God but that's why you have to build that Christian muscle and that relationship with God so that you fall on that first and you know to turn to that first and you feel good doing that and it's hard and you have to work on that muscle and it's hard to work on it when you're down in the dark hole and you feel like you can't crawl out and that's why you've got to work on it on the good days as well as the bad days because on the bad days it's hard so that's why they say like when you get the thing you asked for that you were praying about keep praying we can't just turn to God when we feel bad we got to stay with him when we feel good too because we got to keep up that muscle. It's like we can't just work out, you know, once a month of the year, you know, and think we're going to have that bikini body. So I hope that's good advice to take away from. And that's why I talk about the whole idea of this podcast is to crown yourself with roses every single day. And you put that crown of roses on, you go out in the world because you're going to get hit with a lot of stuff. And I think being a man or a woman there's different stereotypes and different crazy stuff you're going to get hit with but being a woman we're going to get hit with our own stuff and you know you know some of the crazy things it is and you know put your crown of roses on and that's your armor and you just pray to Mary and you just know that it's going to be okay and I always turn to Mary because she's our mother and she is there when our own mother is not there for whatever reasons your mom can't be there you know And whether you've lost your mother or you've never had your mother, and I'm really sorry if that's the case, but even if you do have your mother and you're still blessed to have your mother, you know, you can't take your mommy everywhere, even though I know you wish you could. Um, 
and I know you wish you could take your mommy and her hugs and her cookies everywhere, but we have to be adults and do the hashtag adulting thing. So, you know, pray to your mother Mary and she will take care of you. This was the woman trusted to take care of Jesus so she can take care of you and just pray to her and know that it's going to be okay. And it is going to be okay. And God has a plan for all of us and it gets rocky, but if you want to know about why we struggle and why we have hard times in our life, definitely read the book, The Diary of um, Sister Faustina, and it really does talk about, you know, why we go through hard times, and God spoke to her, and Jesus spoke to her, and he talks about, you know, why we go through bad times and depressing times, and why we suffer from low mood and depression, and as somebody myself, I suffer from depression and low mood. Um, I've gone through terrible bouts of it, and uh, when I read that book, it gave me so much hope, and it changed my whole perspective on dealing with bouts of depression and dealing with bouts of low mood, and it's changed me as a person, and so I highly recommend that book, and it's just a must-read for life as a Catholic, as a Christian, as a person, as anyone, because... I just think when you read it, there's just no denial about God's existence to me, and it will just change you as a person, so I hope that you consider reading that, and again, crown yourself with roses every day, the easiest way to do it, wake up, say your rosary, if you can't say your rosary, say your three Hail Marys, and go out there and face the world, and this was so exciting to do my first podcast with you guys, I... I'm not sure what our scheduling or anything's going to be yet. I'm just going to see how this first one goes. But this was really exciting. It was really awesome to talk about these topics with you that mean so much to me. And I hope that they mean something to you. And it's just good to get this out there and, and talk about it. So I'll see you guys next time. Take care until then and keep yourself crowned with roses. Bye.